ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of Drop Your Baggage. I'm your host, Charles Wolfork, and this is the gorgeous Olga Skalska. Is it Skalska? Skalska, yeah. yeah. Skalska, thank you very much. <laughs> and yeah. and th- uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are on YouTube or Facebook, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button. Smash that like button. And if you are on any podcast platform, Go ahead and buckle up because we are going on a wild ride right here with Olga. And with this gorgeous goddess, she is from Poland. She is a psychologist, coach, female leader, and a facilitator of the Groove Method. The Groove Method by Misty Tripoli. Now, Groove is the dance form that is designed to express and connect with your authentic self and her mission is to move people and organizations forward so they can grow into their higher potential her journey has led her from places to spain copenhagen the gorgeous island uh, or islands of gran canaria and she stands for authenticity connection integrity alignment independence and empowerment ladies and gentlemen i bring to you olga skalska what's up olga Hey, thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm, I'm flattered uh, by this introduction. And it's always weird to hear about yourself from someone else. It's just <laughs> but, but, well, this is me. This is me. Okay, here I am. I'm taking up space. Yes. I'm letting myself be seen. And that's so, a, yeah. You, you, are, you have such big energy, too, that you always have that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like how, it, it, has it been like, when was the transition from, you know, you wait, have you always been like this? Have you always had this big energy in your life? I had a lot of energy always of always. I was I'm actually known from my energy mm-hmm. and oh, people always say, where do you get this energy from? Uh, and I, I never know how to answer. I, I'm just, I'm just like that. And um, uh, my mom is exactly the same. So maybe it's just, it's just it runs in genes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How has that energy like helped you in your life? Like, how has that energy been so beneficial or beneficial for you? I think that this energy helps me to connect with many, many people. And uh many people feed off this energy. Um and uh it helped me at work, it helped me um uh, yeah, I mean, mostly to connect with people mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and, and lift them up with a bit of my energy. Also, it also sometimes um, can be a bit, a bit, um, it can attract wrong, wrong people. And then if you are not aware of, of, if you don't have strong boundaries, people can, can start overusing, you know, like your energy. Yeah. So, yeah. I know that from experience. The energy was always with me, and I'm um, I'm full of it, and uh, it drives my life. It, it um, yeah, that's that's something that is very particular about me. The energy. Yeah. Um. So, how was it like that you started setting these boundaries? Was that also something that came natural, or did you have to develop that over time? And if you did have to develop it over time, how did you do that? So. Um, with the boundaries, I, I, I started setting, setting stronger boundaries as I was starting to heal. Mm. 
Mm. And uh, as I become become more self-aware of my own patterns and why I have weak boundaries with people, who is benefiting of my lack of boundaries and how can I protect myself better? Um, because having lack of boundaries is a lack of self-care, mm. a proper self-care. Um, so that, that happens, that happened, uh, during my healing. Um, but that, I guess we're going to talk about it later. I mean, like, um, you, you, you were in the corporate world. Uh, yeah. what, what did you do in the corporate world? So when I moved to Warsaw from my city, um, I, uh, I was working at reception, first reception. I was the team leader of reception in one of the biggest uh, hotels. Um, uh, yeah, in, the, in, the, in, the, in Warsaw. And then I was working for events. Uh, so I was selling a corporate, like a, a conference space and, and uh, rooms for huge events. Um, and that was my career. I was doing that for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I was studying full-time psychology. So that was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> the, so when you, you got your master's degree in 2014 uh, yeah. in psychology, yeah? So like... Yeah. When you when you got when you were studying studying psychology and studying your mind, like how much of um, how much of an influence was that to help you do that personal development so you can grow even more? Mm. Actually, the the personal development part was with me since I was a kid. Uh, I don't know. I do. I was always driven. Like how? What can I do with my mind uh, to? to be in a better place in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I come from a working class family. Uh, I didn't have much resources growing up. And my goal in life was to get out of there. And I wanted mm-hmm. to have a better life. Mm-hmm. And my parents also wanted me to have a better life. And mm-hmm. um, so when I was growing up, I had a lot of ambition that um, that my life will look completely different. And uh, and I was always picturing myself traveling and mm-hmm. uh, living abroad or mm-hmm. uh, meeting a lot of people and, and, you know, like talking, speaking different languages. And, mm-hmm. and that was my, my drive since I was like six years old. I, mm-hmm. I told my mom when I was six years old, I'm not going to live in Poland. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't take serious, you don't take the kids seriously, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm not going to live in this country. And I was super, super serious, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, and I said to my mom, the most important thing I need to learn is English. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because I loved, I loved uh, seeing music videos and yeah. I didn't understand what they were singing about. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and I was like, I want to learn English, and uh, I want to move out. I like, I want move to live abroad. I want to explore. You know, yeah, explore. And, that and that that was like the first part of my my development. But then, as I was growing up, I was always like pushing myself. Mm-hmm. Mm, like, okay, what else can I learn? How fast can I learn it? You know, like this very ambitious mindset that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, um, so with that ambitious mindset and you like being a goal getter, um, 
I was reading um, a, a book by, or I am reading a book by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you ever heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, a fan. So, I'm a fan. for sure. So I'm reading. I'm, I'm rereading um, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself," yeah. and mm-hmm. he says that our true selves are the ones that, that our true self is the self that has no distractions, the mm-hmm. one that sit still and the thoughts that that go through our mind that's our true self like everything else is like a a a perception that we want other people's to have other people to have i mean like we got all of our shit together and that we're good but like that true self that's the one where we can sit still and to see if we're truly like good with ourselves do you think that you being a go-getter after a while was a distraction to yourself and like, how did you, how did you like shift that uh, from, if so, how did you shift that from being a distraction to being something that you're passionate about? So I think I was programmed by, during my, during my upbringing to be a go-getter. I was always uh, praised for like school grades and always pushed to do more, 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 because that was exactly what I was seeing at home. I was seeing my mom overworking herself, always thinking too much on her shoulders. And even though she was taking care of us and she loved us so much, um, it wasn't a good modeling because she was never taking care of herself and she was always pushing, pushing, pushing. And, uh, and, and that's what we learn as kids. We don't learn by by what people say, but we learn what when we when we observe, when we when we see uh, how people behave. Um, and and that was actually running this script, this kind of uh, script and pattern is very common in my mom's family. So self-sacrifice was something that that was passed on, uh, you know, was modeled uh, in their family. So, um, and my mom was not even aware of that. So I think that she just passed it on. She, she did the best she could with the resources she had. And, um, and she just thought that that's the good thing, you know, like never think about yourself, always like push, push work is, uh, um, is the most important, you know, like looks and, uh, you need to always be perfect and, uh, you know, looking perfect. Mm, yeah. Have the best education and so on and so on. We just in the, in the, on the other hand, it's good, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you think that this is good, what, what parents want for you, for, for kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, but it wasn't honoring my authentic self. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I was also very, very uh, creative kid when, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I was, I was pretty creative. I always wanted to sing. I wanted to dance and paint you know and then I, when i was gr- growing up that was that become a secondary thing you know like that mm-hmm. was uh, you're not gonna make money on it you're not gonna uh yeah that's silly mm-hmm. um yeah you know focus on on education focus on work um yeah so i had to grow up very fast uh, and um and uh, it started shifting um First in 2015 when I left Poland, um, and uh, that was my like first wake up call that I want to live my uh, change my life. And I had a huge crisis in 2014, I, just after I graduated because I was so exhausted of having 
too much on my shoulders and having this uh, very stressful job. And also I was kind of lost because I, I didn't believe that I want to be a psychologist. I was like, I don't want to do that <laughs> because I was burned out. And uh, I also, I was quite disappointed with the formal education, to be honest. And uh, and I was like, okay, I need to explore more. Like, I don't think I, I, I experienced enough as a young person to settle. And... Um, and everyone around was settling. And I was like, I just don't feel to settle. And um, so so I had a huge crisis, like in 2000, between 2014, 2015. And I had been struggling with insomnia and anxiety. And I was not sleeping sometimes for 48 hours, going straight to work. And, um, and then I got myself another job when I graduated, uh, like a fun job. I was a karaoke DJ. That's a funny thing that people don't know about me. I was a karaoke DJ uh, in the weekends. And then uh, from Monday to Friday, I was in my, you know, cubicle <laughs> working, 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 working. And then when Friday was coming, I was just singing and partying with people. So <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, intense, like eight months of my life. It was, it lasted eight months before I left uh, Poland. So, but the the stagnation and and being like um, lost and not happy with my life it was it was stronger than the fear because I experienced lots of judgment when I decided like I need to go somewhere I need to explore I I have a calling my heart is just like I, I was feeling like my soul is dying mm. and if I don't do something like I'm gonna experience like a mental breakdown mm-hmm. and um, and. Uh, in January, I booked my flights to to Spain. That's like a first thing that that's what I'm going to do. Then I handed my resignation and people were like uh, calling me like, you're crazy women. What are you doing with your life? Like you have such a great career. You're so young and you achieved so much. And uh, there is only bright future in front of you. Um and uh, and you just graduated. You should like, um, you know. My parents were like, okay. So when are you doing your PhD? And it's like I'm not gonna do my PhD. I don't know. <laughs> like no, <laughs> what PhD are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did so much, yeah. <laughs> you know, like education wise and work wise. So it's like uh, leave me alone. Like I don't want this pressure anymore. And uh, and I decided in 2015. Yes, I'm going. I'm going to Ibiza because I. I felt like out of everywhere in the world, this is the craziest place to go. And, and I was like, okay, if, you, if I'm going big, then I'm going big. <laughs> I'm going to Ibiza. And um, yeah, so I just decided to go and um, I bought one 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 way ticket um, and I landed there. And a uh, few days after I, I, I got a job and that's another crazy, cra- how the, like how the universe works. If you told me, like if someone told me the story, seven years ago, I would say, okay, uh, man, stop taking drugs, you know, because <laughs> this could not happen because like I landed the job three months before I just sent out like a, a CV to some company that I saw on, in, on online that is looking for people. And, um, and they called me and they said, Oh, we want to invite you for the interview. Um, so when are you coming? And I said, I'm coming in May. And that was March. 
and oh no we need someone right now so uh, okay bye and uh and i was like oh, fine fair enough but i like the company i just like oh that's that would be nice to work for the, those guys um but then i forgot about it and then i uh i met a girl online also from poland and uh and we only chat with each other and and i supposed to live in another city and she was also going to that city so she came first a week before and then she texted me okay man we cannot live here this is trashy place and we need to go to another city uh so she she got us apartment and uh and she actually picked me up from the airport i've never met this girl before and that was something completely out of my comfort zone because like i don't know you and you're like dealing with my apartment and like i've never talked to you but that was like a letting go of control first time in my life because i'm a control freak and she picked me up from the airport we went to this apartment and i'm like living with Italians, you know, <laughs> many people. And and the day after, we were just walking by, like walking down the street, and the company was there, this company, like one minute walking distance from this apartment. And I was like, this is impossible. Right. Like, <laughs> I should not even be here. <laughs> and um, I just stepped out of my apartment, and this company was there. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, then I should go and say hi. Yeah. And I went there. I said, "Hey, guys, I apply for a job here, you know." And then we had interviews, and they, I got a job in a few yeah. days. So I landed the job. Wow! And uh, and I stayed there for four months. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, I got accepted to Danish University uh, because I opened another door because I didn't know why. What if this Spanish uh, dream is not working? You know, I need to have. <laughs> plan yeah and I, I <laughs> so, so i just like decided to open up another door and and because my one of my best friends was was moving to denmark also to study so i was mm. like okay i'm gonna apply why not yeah it doesn't cost anything thank god in denmark <laughs> and so i just decided okay what well, i'm just I'm, I'm gonna do it and then I got accepted and, and I was kind of hesitating because I love, I loved Spain because the weather and also mm. all of the things. But then I was also kind of thinking, okay, what's good for long, long term? Like I, I want to try Denmark as well, because I've heard very good things about, about this country. And again, and I moved like in, in the visa, I started kind of opening up my, my, my mind that, okay, there are possibilities. And, you need to trust yourself more and you need to like, I kind of started tapping into this intuition. Um, but still it was just the beginning, you know, like a very, very small steps. And uh, the moment I, I moved to Denmark, I went back to survival mode from Warsaw because I had a lot of problems at the beginning, like with the apartment and, um, with the job it was not as easy to to uh to organize those things also there was language barrier different culture it was it was yeah it, it was quite crazy i just packed myself in two days i left from one country to another country without any apartment or you know on a plan yeah yeah but i went to uh like so i i got accepted to the university mm -hmm. and uh yeah, and I started studying, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, "This studying is actually pretty good." It's like mm -hmm. it, it was completely different from from what I knew back home, and mm -hmm. 
the teachers, they were super cool and there was zero hierarchy. Mm. There was lots of group projects. We like a lot of like um, practical uh, projects and it was completely different from what I knew back, back home. And I was like, okay, I might, I might, I might study that, you know, <laughs> I would study. And uh, at the same time I got a job and um, it's supposed to be part-time, but obviously with my uh, lifelong patterns of overworking and uh, achieving, I was nearly working full-time again. Oh my gosh. Wow. And again, I went back to this old patterns because we always go back to what's familiar. Yeah. And uh, that was fa- only only familiar for me. And the survival mode, I was always a few steps in the in the future, thinking, okay, what's gonna happen if I break my leg? If I break my leg, then I'm I need money. Okay, I don't have them. I need to save up. My I don't have much right. support from my family, not financially, no, nor emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm alone. Right. And uh, I need to handle on my own. So mm. I I was always running those those scenarios. Something's going to happen and I, uh, and I won't be able to sustain myself or something. So I was working like crazy. And uh, and uh, at some point, I, I, again, I went back to uh, anxiety and I went back to insomnia. And uh, I was super lost and I was super confused about what should I do now? Like I was about to graduate and... And I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. And uh, I kind of, in the back of my head, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to look at it. I was too, it was too scary to even dream that I could have this kind of life, you know? Wow. So, so I was very, very anxious. And uh, yeah. And uh, at that that time I was in a relationship Mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, I decided with my ex-boyfriend that we're going to go traveling uh, mm-hmm. to South America. And before that we go there, we're going to go to Gran Canaria and learn some Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then we're going to travel to South America. Um, but this plan didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I think it didn't work out for a reason. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, we broke up uh, just after 10 days, we landed on, on the island and uh, and i decided to stay he decided to go back and um and that that's opened up some many many things for me for me in in the grand canaria i started networking i started talking to people yeah. i was attending many events you know i was learning spanish i was just like really um enjoying my time and mm-hmm. uh, and that time for the first time in my life i didn't have like agenda mm. like a strict agenda that I'm going to have an outcome of this, you know, I had like, okay, I need to clear my mind. I need to open up my, my mind uh, to some possibilities and, and really tap into what I really want to do. And, uh, and, and just a few days after I started talking with the, with the American lady and uh, she was living in Gran Canaria and, and I asked her, well, so what, what are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm also a facilitator of the Groove Method by Mr. Tripoli. And I was like, what, what, wait, wait, what's that? <laughs> and, and she's like, oh, it's just like, um, you know, interactive group dance experience. And you uh, you dance your own way, but you do it in the group. And it's all about self-expression. It's not about like nailing any moves. And you're just like, and I, I, the more she was talking about it, like uh, my, my, my jaw was just like dropping. I was like, 
give me, give me, like my grasping energy was like, give me, give me information. <laughs> Send me an email. What is this? I need that. So... <laughs> And and then she was like, okay, I'll send you an email. So I opened up the email and I I learned about the World Group Movement that is like a, it's in all continents now. It's like a big um, big organization and and I uh, clicked like next training. Where, where's the next training? And uh, and the next training was in Copenhagen. Uh oh. I, like, I was like, what? No, that's such a weird coincidence. And back then I was super logical. There was no spiritual spiritual access. I had no spiritual access to like I had no access to my spiritual world. I was super logical and analytical. And um, I thought, oh, that's that's such a weird coincidence. But there must be something to it. So I booked this uh, training right away. I didn't. I've never even tried the method myself. I was just like, shut up and take my money. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so. So I decided to go back, you know, I, I took the training and um, the first the first uh, time when I was grooving was the day before I started training. And uh, and it was like 50 people in the room. Everyone were just different age, like like you had the mix of the society in one room, you know, and uh, and I was like, at some point, I was just like, was it a good, was it a good decision? You know, I I have no idea what I was doing, and that's not my default. My default is like control structure, and um, and then we started dancing, and immediately I just felt like home. This is oh fuck, this is home, and I I just felt the energy and the love. And it was just so profound. I just really felt this is it. This is it. And we finished and I was just so in awe <laughs> of what happened here. Like what, what just happened in this room? Like people are just like in another dimension in like different world. And yeah, it, everyone is just so loving and, and supporting and, yeah, and I, and I was like, okay, like this is a good introduction. Like, let's see what's gonna happen tomorrow. So I went for the first day, day of training, and um, and I was confronted with uh, with my fake identity. That was the day when when I got confronted. Um, so my master trainer, uh, she uh, began the she opened up the training with words, "You're not here to impress anyone." And she just shouted like, you are not here to impress anyone. And I was like, oh, was like, what the hell? And I didn't understand it for the first time she said it. She repeated it. And she's like, you're not here to impress anyone. And then I realized, oh, fuck, I'm doing it for myself. Wow, I'm doing something for myself. Oh, this is something new, you know? Um, and, and all my life I've been doing something to impress people. And all my life I've been yeah chasing another shiny object and just to feel better about myself and and that was really uh yeah eye-opening when she said that and I nearly started crying I was just like and and then she added uh she said you're not here to impress anyone not even yourself and uh, that was the ego piece that I I kind of I kind of realized, and that opened up a box for me 
of things that I need to face. Yeah. Um, that was like the Pandora box of my stuff that mm-hmm. I that I kind of suppressed mm-hmm. in order to to survive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the three days of this training, and then also like um, the process of cer- a certification because I had to I had to deliver a certain amount of classes and. Mm, I had to practice and so on. It brought up all of the things, all the fears, all mm. the perfectionism, all, yeah, all of the fears mm-hmm. basically. And um, and I oh and I said okay, there is a lot of stuff that I need to look at now. Uh, and I went yeah, I started therapy and I started uh, started um, exploring different modalities than you know the mind work so also like breath work yoga dance uh meditation uh all of this all of these other tools and um and i started working on a, on a body level and i processed a lot of stuff through dancing emotionally like a lot of emotional material and that was blocked for years so i was crying my eyes out on the dance floor which never happened before you know it was for me dancing was always to get a party you know like release this tension this energy but it was very destructive in the long term for me um so so when i discovered that i can do it in a very uh like healthy way to release all this tension release the energy release, release emotions that was like a like a wake-up call so this healing process started for me um, when I had to start looking at my relationships with people, my patterns, my beliefs. Uh, I needed to reconnect with my soul because I didn't feel connected at all with my body or my soul. I was always in my head all the time, all the time. I was overthinking. And um, and uh, as I was healing, I felt that okay, now I need to show other people that this is possible. This, there are things that are possible to heal. And uh, first I started living, delivering like dance classes and workshops. And and with time I was like, okay, this is really working because I could really see that I was receiving a lot of great feedback from people. And, and, uh, and people were telling me that it helps them a lot. Mm. And um that it's something new that they they discover and so on so i was like okay there is there is something in it that can help many people uh, and i have tools and i have energy yeah to to spread it out and uh so so first i started delivering classes and then i um in in 2020 when pandemic hit i was like okay time to do some coaching mm-hmm. online and i was doing lots of coaching before yeah. i was just i was just not calling myself a coach mm. i was working mostly in leadership i was working with big teams international teams i was coaching them daily um so i was like yeah well now now is t- the time to step up in the in the leadership and uh, and take another another um, like step forward yeah so yeah i built up my website i built up my products and uh i i got clear about what i want to do and 
who I want to work with because yeah. that's also a very important piece. Um, and also what kind of tools I would like to take from therapy and what kind of tools, tools I want to take from coaching, what kind of tools I want to take from embodiment. Cause I, yeah. I noticed that there, there is a gap. So there is a therapy, there's coaching world, and then there's body work, right? Yeah. And they don't really go together. Mm. Uh, you either go to a therapy or you go to coaching, and this, this is more future-oriented, this is more past-oriented, and embodiment is just body, right? Mm -hmm. So I noticed there's a gap, and, um, and I noticed that many people, and I've talked with so many people about therapy, yeah. who said that... They didn't. They didn't continue. They went for a few sessions. They didn't continue. And mm -hmm. and I asked them why. And they said like I I felt that it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I felt disconnected with this person. They I felt they don't give a shit about me. Yeah. And I it, it was so I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Or they they've been uh, overdiagnosed with something like you know depression or uh, and that 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 is very disempowering from people for people yeah. to hear stuff like that this is heavy yeah. and um and as i was talking with many people i just realized okay there is lots of limitation in mental health and mm. uh, and also the fact that mental health is very much about the mind uh there is i that's that's what i said at the beginning that i was disappointed with my with my formal education because we we we, we barely touched anything with the body or spirit right yeah so also i didn't want to hide as as a therapist you know like oh this i'm a therapist and i'm not going to talk about myself and it's yeah. all about you and and that's that that's the process is so long yeah. if you cannot connect you cannot talk about yourself you cannot relate you cannot build report this way exactly. so i was like i don't want to do that mm -hmm. um so i was like okay this coaching piece is great um the, the the future thing the tools and so on but the, the therapy is also very important to work work about work with trauma work with the uh, inner child and everything yeah, right for sure and Most also the, the, yeah and then also the, the embodiment piece was for me crucial because mm -hmm. that was what really changed uh my life the embodiment mm -hmm. piece mm -hmm. so, okay then I'll, i'm gonna just use all of these tools and I'm going to approach it holistically. I'm going to work on mind, body, spirit. And I started to, you know, really work first with also with my friends. And mm -hmm. I, and I saw such a profound impact and I was like, okay, this is good stuff. Yeah. This is good stuff. I want to do, I want to do that. And yeah. I can see this is working and it's working very uh, like quickly. Yeah. And uh, you don't need two years of therapy to, to get to this, to the, things that you want to heal yes and uh yeah so so now i'm just focusing that and uh i'm very happy in my life right now where i am uh i feel like i'm in alignment with yeah. my higher self mm -hmm. and uh, and that i i am in the right place mm -hmm. even though most of my 20s i felt like i'm inadequate i'm in the wrong place um I need, I need another education. I need another degree. I need another certification. Yeah. I'm still not enough. Now I just feel, yeah, of course I'm still learning, you know, like I'm, I'm yeah. still, I'm still, I'm in the mastermind. I'm, I'm taking another course and so on. Mm -hmm. But now I, I feel more at peace. Like this is, I feel so way better in my own body. Yeah. You know, like so calm. And like, I know how to deal with my emotions. I know how to, it, it I mean, 
I did lots of healing, but it doesn't mean that I don't experience uh, problems or like negative emotions or um, yeah, crisis in general. Yeah. Like, yes, I do. And yeah. uh, it's just that, that I accept it now. Yeah. And most of my life, I was not accepting mm. the things the way they are. I was always fighting them. I was always trying to change it. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, yeah, I can fix it. I'm a fixer. I can fix it. Let me fix it. <laughs> I was fixing everything. I will try to fix my family. I tried to fix um, work and things I couldn't control. And that was creating lots of stress in my body. It was yeah. creating lots of frustration, mm -hmm. anger. Mm -hmm. uh, I was mo most of my life, I was fuel fueled by anger because that was the default emotion uh, in my family mm -hmm. um we were basically like my parents were were fighting a lot mm -hmm. and there was a lot of tension in our home so whatever happened there, there was it was activating yeah. like a bomb. it was a bomb ticking bomb mm. so as i grew up and i got this um my my nervous system was was highly dysregulated i was mm -hmm. always on fight or flight you know mm -hmm. so whatever was not going my way i would you know i would react yeah and I'd respond mm -hmm. so and it, it actually you know it wasn't that bad because it was a coping mechanism obviously mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but it got me far yeah anger anger as an emotion it can be really powerful and it got me really far mm -hmm. in my career and in my life in my personal life you know but at some point it collapsed yeah right so it's, it's not sustainable really you it, know it's not it's not sustainable it no. took me really far and and it empowered me in many ways but yeah. uh but it was not sustainable and uh, all emotions they need to be expressed yeah. and my default was anger and mm -hmm. um and you know it was just covered sadness uh over the person I couldn't be authentically. Yeah. Um, and I was always feeling not good enough. And that was the anger. Yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not uh, living up to certain standards. Or, yeah. So, so the anger, mm, I had to access the sadness instead yeah. of always uh, turning to anger. Yeah. That was a big piece of my transformation, accepting the things the way they are. I would say that enti my entire therapy was about that. Wow. Entire therapy was about accepting things the way they are because I always wanted to go back to my pattern. I'm going to yeah. fix it. I'm going <laughs> to change it. Yeah. Look at me. I know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm powerful. I'm able to change everything. And mm. at the moment I started accepting it and I moment I, I turned this all this energy that I was giving away by fighting and I turned it back on me and I yeah. started to focus on me and and uh, how I can change my life mm -hmm. instead of trying to save all the world. Um, things that I started like lending. Yeah. And I integrated all of this body, mind, spirit and all the pieces together. Um, but it was a process. It didn't. It, it didn't happen overnight. It was. It was a long journey, and but it was totally worth it. And um, and now I'm on the mission to help people do the same. You know, mm -hmm. I know many high achievers. I know many perfectionists who have 
exactly same story. Mm-hmm. You know, the exactly same upbringing. Um, it's just so common that yeah. that you know it's it's not like your it's not 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 that your parents are bad people. No, no, no. They just operate with the wisdom and uh, and and tools they have. Mm-hmm. With the resources they have mm-hmm. and it's not my work is not about blaming anyone it's just to look at the patterns and um and shifting yeah. the and shifting the patterns yeah. so it is a lot of about self-awareness a lot about self-regulation a lot about connection with yourself building the very healthy relationship with you with oneself with yourself yeah. so that you can take it everywhere mm. With you, to your work, to your romantic relationships, to your family, you know, it affects everything. Like the coaching piece, healing piece mm-hmm. is so profound. It, it creates the r- ripple effect. Once you heal yourself, you heal entire community. You, yeah. you heal your family. You, you heal the world. You know, that's, yeah. that I always tell people, stop saying that you want to change the world. Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like, it's a... It's a lot of pressure when you say, I want to change the world. Yeah, we all want, right, in the end. But mm-hmm. start from changing yourself. Yeah. And that's how you're going to change the world. 100%. And and, um, and my work is also like, I'm not going to heal all the world. Mm-hmm. I don't have ambitions to do that. But if I can impact one life yes. in my lifetime, I'm done. That's, well, my, that's my purpose. It's, it's yeah. not about changing the world necessarily. It's about changing someone's world. Exactly. You know, and in that you you have a, a huge like with that ripple effect, you have a huge effect on everyone as well. Everyone that yep. you're around in your surroundings, mm. you know. So if you make a big enough, um, a big enough, if you if you do that individually everywhere that you go, whether mm. it be through a smile and positive energy, or whether it be through mentoring, yep. or whether it be through coaching, you know, you know me, I, mm. I coach sports, you know, so I'm I'm working with adults and, and coaching mm-hmm. them or I'm working with children and coaching them in sports. It's all about those good vibrations and showing some and being the example. And with that, yeah. then you, you then you are uh, making a difference in the world. So, you know, I, I always say that, you know, hurt people, hurt people, but also heal people, heal people. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. Yes. And, and um, yeah. If we don't don't if if we don't stop the dysfunction at some point, and yeah. I was the one in my family who stopped that. I, I I made a promise to myself: this is not going any 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 further. This mm. is when it stops. Yeah. And uh, and I I kind of studied my family. Uh, <laughs> my family, I took into consideration the the, the history, the um, the culture, and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And we in Poland, we we experienced lots of trauma. Mm. And when, as I started looking at, at things holistically, body, mind, spirit, mm-hmm. I went into trauma, deeply, deeply in trauma and uh, how trauma affects um, affects the genetics and, uh, and how you can pass uh, trauma to your kids and then to your grandkids and so on and so on. There is also a, um, a field called ep- epigenetics yes. that is... Uh, that is uh, studying this, Doctor mm-hmm. um, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's as you said, Joe. Yeah. Um, it, it, and I, as I started, like I started studying more, I started understanding 
um, well, it didn't start it here. It started somewhere else. And then it was just passed on. And, and the, I love the quote. I don't remember who said that, but the quote goes like, um, the pain runs through family until someone is ready to feel it. So you feel as though you have genealogical um, baggage, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there was, but it's not like it's more in, environmental, but like there is this genetical piece to it. For sure, for sure. The yeah. um, so you know, on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we are release emotions, and you chose the emotion of mm-hmm. which which emotion? Sadness, right? Sadness, so yeah. with sadness, do you think you feel genealogical sadness from your ancestors? There might be. Hmm. I'd love to explore I, that I with you. There is, there is a lot, actually, now when I think about it. Yeah. Because it's not it, the anger piece. It's not yeah. only my, my my parents. It's my grandparents as well. Mm. Uh, as I remember, since I, w- I was a kid, they, they are both, both unfortunately, and not around. But My condolences. No, that, that's okay. You know, like life. Um, and... It, it I can recall a lot of anger as well there. Yeah, for sure. And because my, my grandparents, they experienced Second World War. Mm. Right? My grandfather was a soldier. Wow. So I've heard stories. I've heard horrible yeah. stories about the war. Then we had communism in Poland, which was also super traumatic. Right. Uh, people basically, there was not lack of food and everything. So this all together... It, it affects your belief system and it f- affects your nervous system Yeah. Um, because you're on survival mode. So, oh, so like yeah. with you being on the survival mode and you always releasing those chemicals of survival and attracting uh, that in different scenarios, less, of course, now because you've done a lot of the work and the mm-hmm. release work, especially through grooving and through therapy. Um, I'd like to explore... Um, some of the genealogical pains through the exercise that we go through today. I think mm-hmm. that would it would definitely have a profound experience on you. It would it would um, be based upon your um, it would be based upon your imagination though, and mm-hmm. also where you need to go in order to heal. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but initially, when you wanted to um, initially when you wanted to. Uh, release sadness what was the initial reason uh i mean of course the genealogical one but also you said you had some things within your family that you needed to release as well mm. Mm. yeah like the sadness sometimes when 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 i think about the past you know mm-hmm. things that i didn't receive mm. uh, there is sadness or grief coming you know mm-hmm. so I'm still learning how to how to access this emotion and 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 how to allow myself to be sad yeah. because all my life I've been angry. <laughs> so yeah, sadness is uh, is something that I would like to release or access. When yeah. was when was uh, what were some of the things that you didn't have that made you sad? Mm, I actually w- I was pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt lonely in my family mm-hmm. uh, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all been very lonely because mm-hmm. we were physically there mm-hmm. as a family, mm-hmm. 
but emotionally, spiritually, we were not there. Yeah. Like we all have our own lives, but, and, but, and, but we all were extremely lonely. Um, and when I look back, I think I was a very lonely kid, mm-hmm. even though I had two brothers, I had, you know, no, and I had a normal family, you know, there was no like uh, abuse or neglect or anything. I had everything I, I needed when I was mm-hmm. a kid, mm-hmm. but this piece of like uh, the emotional uh, unavailability and lack of like connection and strong bond mm-hmm. made me very lonely as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, so like, so like, it's that that's the emotional piece that that it was it the intimacy that the people around you really couldn't give you that you needed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I you know I told you I grew up in a, uh, an urban city and you know a lot of you know w- when you grew up in the hood you a lot of people aren't fully um, they don't tap into their emotions quite a bit. So mm-hmm. what they revert to is a toughness that you have to have, especially when you're living in a lower social class area. Mm-hmm. Um, but also an anger, an anger towards the things that are around you or outside of your control as well. So like there was definitely some moments where there's plenty of moments to where um, the TV was on. So we are aware around each other physically, but mentally and emotionally, we were tapped out. We were tuned out and we were somewhere mm-hmm. else. And that happened a lot of the time. It's those distractions, you know, yeah. the perceive uh, what you want to perceive yourself is as someone that's a part of the family and someone that, you know, is, is here and happy. But on the inside, that true self is sad because it's not mm-hmm. getting what it needs. So especially with me and me not knowing my father or, you know, me like, um, you know, always needing my mom's attention or the attention of others. So mm-hmm. I know where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Yeah. And we all have different distractions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was distracting myself with work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess my mom was doing exactly the same. That yeah. was the way to not to feel the pain of not being yourself or mm-hmm. the, the, the pain of feeling lonely or feeling not being seen mm-hmm. or the feeling of not being expressed in, a, in an authentic way. So... Yeah, I, I understand where where my my sadness come from, and I, I understand where 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 is you're coming from as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the sadness is something that I would like to, to tap uh, into. Is there something specifically that you can refer to now where you feel sad? So then, after we release it, we can go back to that and like we can see how you feel afterwards because there's usually a, there's not usually, there's always a huge shift in consciousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. what mo- a moment that you can, you know, t- talk to as much as you're comfortable with to where you're sad about it. And then we, I want to see how it is afterwards. Hmm. Okay. Um, like it must be a, a moment that I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or- or it could just be something that you have a consciousness about with sadness. Like I used to be really sad about, um, you know, the state of the world and and, um, and climate mm-hmm. change. Climate change used to make me really sad. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, capitalism, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very sad as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had to get over that, you know what I mean? And in order to be a blessing and heal, you know, healed people, heal people. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to um, have that baggage going to, my yeah. client or anything of that nature so you know it can be anything that that makes you sad and then we can check on it afterwards okay mm. 
So maybe we can tap into my memory from home from Christmas. Okay. I was never a fan of Christmas at home because it was lots of tension. My mom was running around always uh, trying to make everything perfect. And there was no Christmas spirit in the end because everyone was just like, oh, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so there was lack of Christmas spirit and, you know, uh, I, and that was the moment when I felt, felt very lonely. Gotcha. Okay. Always. So, so I, I guess we can access that. Okay. We will, we will, uh, during the exercise and then we'll check on it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So I told you what you needed to do before the mm -hmm. podcast, use your imagination, follow directions and trust the process and, um, your timeline, your timeline can be to your left, to your right or behind you. Uh, if you were to know where's mm -hmm. your past, I'm sorry, your, your past can be to your left, to your right or behind you. If you were to know where's your past. Behind me. Where's your future? In front of me. Perfect. Um, all right. This is it. You ready? Okay, but I need to take a few deep breaths because I need to kind of ground myself now, if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, nope. I, I got everything. All you have to do but is just I, trust. Yeah. All you have to do okay. is let, let go and trust the process. Yeah, that's, that's the piece that I need to ground myself, center a little bit and... Okay. And then I need to access my imagination, which is, it's going to take a bit of time. <laughs> oh, Olga, Olga, yeah. Olga, time out. I got it. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Just, just trust the process, follow directions. Okay. Yeah. Listen, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this sadness today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Now, the root cause of this problem, you said it was genealogical. Yes. Partly. Yes. How many generations ago? I don't know. Four or five, maybe more. Four or five, maybe more. How about you focus on one? Which one? Which generation? Okay. My parents. Your, your parents? Or grandparents. Grandparents is a good one. So with okay. your grandparents, I want you to just start right there, okay? Start with your grandparents, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I want you to get a mental image of your grandparents being sad and let me know when you have that image you know what your grandparents look like okay i have it awesome okay now what i want you to do is to open your eyes awesome close your eyes again now just imagine floating up above your timeline as if though you are a spirit or energy and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which your grandparents felt sadness. That mental picture float above that event. Let me know when you're above that event with your grandparents feeling sad. Okay. All right. Now just float up above that event. Don't go down inside the event. Flow high above it. You're high above it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now stay right there. As it like just like a spirit or energy. Now just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings 
so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. What is something positive and empowering you can tell everyone involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that will allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day? And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. That's right. Just let me know when they're all gone. Are you still above that event? Yes. Awesome. Do you feel the emotions evaporating? Yes. Awesome. I feel like a bit warm around my heart. That's a great sign. They are gone now. Awesome. Now, the most important thing about this exercise is the learnings that we learn. So with your eyes closed and you floating above that event, what is, what is one thing that you learned from the event? That, that my family was hurt. That's right. Yeah. And hurt people hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, great job. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and then float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. All right. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, float deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Okay. Awesome. All right, listen closely. Float very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event that made you sad from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event. Preserve the learnings and let go of all the sadness all the way back to now. Go. Okay. All good? I think I got most of it. Make sure you get all of it. I don't know if I remember all of it. Okay, that's cool. You can go ahead and float down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Okay. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. I told you you could do it. Yeah, it was interesting. Actually, it was interesting. Hey, for all you guys out there, so Olga was like, oh, I don't know about the visualization part. I was like, I don't know. And I told her, look, all you got to do is just trust the process and follow directions and use your imagination. You'll be fine. And I saw that you tried to kind of take control before we got into it. I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. I do not know. Do not do your own thing. Follow directions, right? Follow directions. Yeah. Trust the process. I got this. Old habits die hard. I know. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, especially you know for people that like don't have nlp and all that stuff like yeah. old habits can definitely die hard but i did i was not gonna let you go into that nah 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 this is like i knew how fast that you could get rid of that so um mm-hmm. one thing that i want you to do is get either a some something that you can type into or write down i want you to write down the learnings right now 
Yeah. Write down the write down the learnings that you got from uh, releasing sadness while it's fresh on your mind. Great job, Olga. Thank you. It was actually pretty challenging, I have uh, to say. Oh yeah. <laughs> For me. The, the first the first time can be pretty hard, but it gets a lot easier. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Okay. Boom. All right. So, um, I always ask, do you smell bacon? No, really. Okay, good. Well, that's a uh, that's a question that I ask to help you break state, so you can get out of that meditative state of mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion and go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot? No, I can't I can't access that now. Like I don't feel it that that way. I feel a very warm feeling around my heart now. Mm, That's beautiful. All right. So one more question. Or one more thing. I want you to imagine floating out into the future to an unspecified time in the future in which if it would have happened in the past, you would have felt inappropriate or unwarranted sadness. But it's the future now. So see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Mm, in the future. Yeah. So I what? should picture myself in the future. Yeah. Witnessing yourself going through something that used to make you inappropriately or unwarrantedly sad. Mm. See if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. No, I don't feel it now. Congratulations. You just released a bunch of sadness. Awesome. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So let's talk about it. So Christmas, how do you feel about those Christmases now? Tell me about it. And at this very moment, I feel very like that's fine. It's okay. I accept it. What, I accept what, what was the mindset or how did the mindset shift uh, so you could end up accepting it? Mm, I accepted it that, well, it was in the past and now I can create my future. And, um, and and I don't have to feel it. I don't have to feel this way around Christmas. You know, I don't have to feel. I don't have to carry this sadness with me. And and I can just focus on on the time. So instead of yeah. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's good. It, it's it's. It, I didn't want to say anything more. Okay, so like. I I don't have to carry this sadness with me. Mm. So, so it's just like accepting it that it was in the past. So that that room for acceptance, because you know it's yeah. an exercise of forgiveness mm. and acceptance. So accepting, exactly. like you know, yeah. that's how it used to be. But now, I can focus on having better Christmases in the future, type of thing. Yeah, it's more like accepting the past and and shifting the mindset for the future. Yeah. Awesome. That's so awesome. So when you think of that little girl, she does she still seem as lonely or, you know, do you see her and you kind of have an encouragement for her? Like, how do you see that little girl now? Mm, I think she's not lonely. She's she has me now. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and what capacity will you or are you there for that little girl? 100%. 100%. I'm there for her. And then I can, I can be there when she, even if she one day feels sad or feels lonely again, I can, I can be there. That's, mm. a, that's amazing. So like, um, as far as the dynamic around your family and how, you know, you said that you had family around, but they weren't even around like mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally. How do you feel about that now? I feel kind of resourced, you know, that I can provide myself with this um, that I I accepted the fact that I didn't get it and now I can focus on providing it for myself. And does, does that make sense? For sure. For sure. Like, you know, that's like, once again, accepting that past. Did you... Mm-hmm. Did you find any type of empathy or compassion for your father and your mother? Mm, I found compassion for my grandparents because I focused on them uh, in this exercise. So I, when I pictured them and I pictured their sad faces, I had a lot of, um, lots of empathy. And, uh, and I, I saw them as people who tried their best. Yeah. Um, but nothing like towards like your mom and your dad because you know like um those are the, the people that you grew up around so did you mm-hmm. grow up around your your yes yes yeah yeah so yeah. like um with those um th- do you feel any t- type of different way about uh your mom and your dad or is it kind of like something that um we, we may still need to work on in the future mm, i i i I kind of focused more on my grandparents because I, I kind of felt that this is the where it all might have started. Yeah. Um, so maybe I should redo it with my parents, but I also felt that overall, as we did it for entire generation and entire timeline, I accessed few of the events. Uh, I told you I, I couldn't access all of them, but I, I, I kind of picked up the ones that were more significant and um and i i accepted that sadness yeah how did it feel in your body when you when you released some of those negative like some of that sadness how did it feel like viscerally when you were like oh and you accepted something and then you released it you know how how did it feel in your body i felt this warmth around my heart and uh, like the tension was gone because before we started the exercise, I felt that I'm tightening, like I'm tightening and I, I, I feel the sadness, you know, at the very moment as we were talking about it. And then the moment we, we started the exercise and, and you guided me through it, I kind of felt that this it, it dissolves around this, this, this tightness dissolves around my chest. Mm-hmm. And then I felt a bit of like warmth around my heart. So that was beautiful, actually. That's, yeah. that's very beautiful, quite honestly. I've never yeah. had that before. That's I mean, I've never had one of my clients do that before. That's amazing. Yeah. The um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I I just I just felt really in in touch with my heart. Like, oh, okay. That's that is 
my heart is happy about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so amazing. So like, um, with that, with that tension, was that tension like? What was the tension before when you thought about the sadness? Was it in your shoulders? When it was in your back? Or it was around my stomach and around my heart and chest, like around here. Um. So when we finished, I felt like I'm I'm sinking a bit deeper into my ch chair, <laughs> like ah, okay, and then I felt this warmth around my heart, which was beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. That's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Very you, you cool. Made it. You accessed that part of me that I was a bit afraid of. Well, I mean, you know? thank you. But like, it's all you. I mean, I knew all you had to do was just tap into it just a little bit. And for yeah. you being brave enough to go back to that genealogical pain, that was mm. huge, you know, because yeah. you said you felt that before, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Those things that, you know, you may have thought of, whether it been the war or the the, the mm. communism or whatever it may have been, like you can now heal even deeper from that, which means that you can help other people, you know, deal with even deeper pain as well, especially yeah. with your your uh, methodology, your beautiful yeah. mind, mind, body and soul methodology, by the yeah. way. I yeah. really admire what you do and it makes me like rethink everything yeah. that I'm doing as well. So. I, I love to try new stuff. So that was... I was looking forward to that session because I was like, oh, this is something new. I, I uh, When I listened to your podcast, I was like, okay, this method is something new. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I might have, yeah, as I told you, I might have troubles with vis visualization mm -hmm. and the imagination part mm -hmm. um, because it's something I'm still like developing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it wasn't that, uh, that hard in the end. It took me a bit more time to... Mm -hmm really tune into that mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. to not to uh, miss any part or not to just go through it fast mm -hmm. because I have a tendency to do that. Okay. I'm going to just take it off the box. You know, oh, I will do it this way. But, but this time I really wanted to tap into it. Like, okay, let yourself be guided. Let, let yourself lose control. And yeah. So I'm very happy. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much for that. So proud of you. Another tool that I, 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 I tried and, um, and, uh, um, yeah. So, so I, I, I'm very happy to try different modalities if it's NLP or anything else. I, I always first try to try, try stuff on myself and then I bring it to, to the clients. I don't, I never use any tool that I haven't, tested <laughs> so yeah 100 percent. like same here like you don't want to go off of uh philosophies when yeah to like you helping someone change their lives you want to go off things that have been proven especially you know and also you want to be a product of your own product that's what i say like you want to be the product yeah. of your product so you can say this is how i changed my life and this mm -hmm. is how i change your I, how i can change yours and this is how i changed other people's lives as well exactly exactly and i and i I, I agree with everything you said. And also the, the part when you say hurt people, hurt people. That's, that's a profound thing. And, and this, since you repeated it a few times, because I had troubles at some point and I felt that, you know, I have troubles to access that. And then you repeat it again and repeat it again. Then it was easier for me. Okay. Drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it like a hot. <laughs> 
hey so what was you said you had a little trouble like um getting rid of it sometimes like you said it was a little bit harder for you what made it so hard for you though um yeah this this, the the visualization i think that was uh, it's not something that i work on very often Uh, okay Mm, so i think that was just a the technical part of it. <laughs> yeah. But you got it down. You got it down like nothing. It, it didn't take you like even, it didn't take you like, it only took you maybe five, 10 minutes to do it. Not mm-hmm. even that long. You know what I mean? It was yeah. pretty, yeah. it was pretty fast. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And I still feel this warm feeling. Okay. So um, when it comes to this warm feeling, the, the people that have had the most profound uh, experiences afterwards are the people that continue to take care of themselves. Uh, there's this one lady, um, if she listens to this podcast, she'll know who she is. She felt this like same high and this warm feeling for like four or five months straight. Right. Okay. I was impressed. I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even feel it feel that way. You know what I mean? But she yeah. continued to feel this high because she exercised. She journaled. She meditated. She did yoga. She continued to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And therefore, her her everything stayed in alignment. Because mm-hmm. she released everything like that was. Yeah that that like um cleared up all of like her chakras and her energy and then mm-hmm. she continued to take care of herself and then man it just continued to flow very effortlessly so yeah. she stayed in a great place so that's why i say to you continue to take care of yourself and you'll yeah. stay in a really really good place i do it and i'll remind myself when i do my yoga tomorrow like am i feeling this warm <laughs> <laughs> when i'm tapping into my body i was like oh. I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow how it feels. Please do. Please do. And we'll, uh, I want to bring you back on another episode in, in about a month or so. So um, so we can check up and, and see like the yeah. effects of it afterwards. Sure. 100%. Ah, thank you so much, Olga. You did so phenomenal. I'm so, so proud of you. Thank you. And thank you for holding that space because it, it also takes, you know, it takes a... Um, it it takes trust and it takes uh, you know the right person to yeah to open up well i'm glad that you felt uh safe with me and all my drag my baggage drop my baggage my baggage droppers around the world uh to be able to do that with (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a tongue twister sometimes uh but but thank you again and um Thank you, everyone who tuned in for this episode. Like uh, Olga, you're just a rock star, and I'm I'm so, you so excited much for having me and for the opportunity also to share my story and maybe inspire someone in the future to, to you know, to to fight for themselves and also to drop their baggage. Yeah, yeah because it, it, carrying around carrying it around does not serve anyone at all, especially uh, yourself. Where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, my uh, website is called Move and Grow. So my, my brand name is called Move and Grow. So you can find me on my website, moveandgrow.co. Or you can find me on Instagram. My name is Olga Skalska with a little underscore in the end. Um, yeah, or, or we can connect on Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah. 
I'm I'm very happy to connect with people like minded people. So I'm, I will always invite people to connect. Yeah. Whatever I do, if it's a podcast or if it's a masterclass or my dance class, I love to connect with people because that was something I never had when I was growing up, and now I'm just <laughs> I'm just taking it from everywhere. Amen. Hey, if, please, everybody go check her out. Go um, and follow her on Instagram. And if you want to learn more about the um, Groove Method, by all means, go and contact her. It sounds, I can't wait to tap into it myself. Yeah. Uh, but you guys, um, you guys have an awesome day. Please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Uh, I love you all. Take care of yourself and take care of one another. Anything else you want to say, Olga? I just want to tell you, you can do it. That's right. Yeah, always, no matter what. You can always have everything you want in life. And listen to podcasts like this. They always give you a lot of source, source of great knowledge and inspiration and empowerment. Amen. So, yeah, thank you so much for doing your work, Charles, and spreading awareness, helping people. Yeah. We need we need the light like this. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. All right, you guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs>